What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is episode three of the In Liberty and Health podcast. I'm very excited today to have somebody that's more of the former focused on liberty, that is. Um, my dear friend here, Noel. That's how I say it, right? Uh, it's Noel, actually. Noel. But, you, know, you, you know, I was I was thinking about that before the podcast. I'm like, is it Noel, Noel? Noel, the Cajun libertarian. <laughs> how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How are you, man? Good, good. Excited to have you on as a guest. Um, seems like you really kind of blew up recently. I remember seeing you in a, uh, I think it was like a fundraising thing or something like that for uh, a couple different libertarians. And I kept seeing your name popping up and I started seeing tweets of yours and all sorts of stuff all over Facebook. And uh, like nice. I said, just kind of overnight, here he is. <laughs> yes. So uh, what kind of brought you to the Liberty World? Um, most people kind of is normally the Ron Paul movement, Gary Johnson or Joe Jorgensen, um, or kind of all of the above. Um, you know, what kind of brought you around? Yeah, so it's it kind of a different story because uh, I didn't know about any of those people when we started, um, I guess, our, our, our journey and our track into the libertarian movement. Uh, my wife and I got married in 2015. And then in 2000, or it wasn't long after that, that ACA was implemented. And then we were living in a single wide trailer with uh, just a, I was making $10 an hour. My wife was making $7.25 an hour, which is minimum wage here. And um, <clears throat> we had a baby on the way. And then Obamacare decided that they, uh, or the government through Obamacare, via Obamacare, decided that they were going to start to take our taxes because we couldn't afford health insurance, which is absolutely remarkable. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. When I first heard what was coming down the wire, I was like, "Man, this 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 can't be good." I haven't seen anything yet that the government has been efficient at, and I would really not not like them to be intrusive on this subject as well because we're already struggling enough as it is and then sure enough um as soon as aca kicked in supposed to be to help people like us hurt people like us Mm -hmm. and so i decided to jump back into politics my wife and i because we had no choice that's just a real factor right there i had not i've not i've only voted once or well i guess now twice in elections once been uh, back in 2000 when i was 18 years old and didn't vote again because i saw it was a scam um and so they drug us back, kicking and screaming, pulling teeth into politics, yeah. where they decided to take all of our um, our tax refunds. And, and not just that, after two years of that, 
they also decided to charge us where uh, the third year we had to pay like $750 to the IRS and we we're making no money. We were, ba- mm-hmm. we're barely surviving and, and they're taking our money because we can't afford health insurance. That was, that was crazy. And then boom, the uh, 2016 November elections roll around and you have Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And I'm like, this is, this is a joke, right? This can't be real. Which, as we know now, is beyond a joke. It's we're far, far beyond any sort of comedic relief here at this point. But yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's kind of what got us here because then I started. Ironically enough, at the same time we started watching Parks and Rec, and um, Ron Swanson became like my life man crush. <laughs> and will always be and so i was like all right libertarian i've heard of y'all let me let me go look into it because this guy's making a lot of sense even though the show they wanted to make him a satirical uh a character right but they failed they failed miserably because our ideology matches up and resonates with so many people and i can say that via testimony uh that's what resonated with me it was ron swanson from and that sounds ridiculous but yeah. There's that meme floating around where everybody thinks libertarians want to own nukes. But in reality, I just want to build my own shed, right? And that's what got us. Not only that, but you're taking money that we use to fix our car with, to use that uh, for house repairs when I don't want to have to call the landlord because we can't afford to buy a house. Still, we're still renting you know, it, it, it's crazy that it, that's really without going into an entire story of it. That's kind of uh, what drew us into libertarianism was, look, you're taking my money. I can't afford to pay. I can barely pay rent as it is. And now you're, you're, you're taking money right out of our bank account without my consent for a program that I can't afford. Right. And it, it, that is such a wrongdoing and so morally wrong when you really think about it you're punished for not paying for your own health care and i remember seeing back around that time all these people specifically leftists bragging about how little people were uninsured well you got to be a special kind of asshole to brag about how little people are uninsured when you put a gun to their head and say we're going to drag you to jail if you do not pay the fines for not taking this piss poor government insurance and i work in a blue collar field i'm a uh, automotive tech and i can't tell you probably everybody that i know said their premiums and everything went up but you know the main democrat thing is supposed to be we're here for the working class we're trying to help the working man out right well clearly it didn't do that if all the premiums went up and people who really don't make a ton of money you know got disproportionately affected by this and were hurt you know, like in your situation, which is just like I said, it's morally wrong to say that in order for you to live and breathe within this imaginary space that we call the United States, um, right. you know, in, in these lines, we're going, you have to pay, you are fine for just existing and not paying for your own health care. And, and that's exactly right. And, and it's no wonder that so many people are beginning to revolt against this system that is uh, absolutely tyrannical and chaotic because they see the the federal government actually 
playing dividends in their lives. Where if you're if you're anything like I was for a long time, it was like, okay, look, federal government doesn't involve me. They're in DC. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do our thing and live our lives. And then the moment that they began to get actually intrusive, and if we're really honest about it, we it began during a uh, uh, well, post 9-11 mm-hmm. because of um, the, the Patriot, Patriot Act. Act. Yep. Uh, the, the Patriot Act is really what initiated the, 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 the high-speed pursuit of, of absolutely intruding on individual freedom. But uh, ACA just took advantage of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Authoritarians took major advantage of it. And then here we are today. We're struggling just to... Uh, <laughs> Just to tell people, literally, just to, to, you're having arguments on Twitter and Facebook, just saying, hey, look, I just want to make my own choices. Mm-hmm. How far have we have we become? Yeah, and you're seeing that with vaccine passports now, too, which is yeah, something, it, it was floated out initially, and people absolutely went nuts over it. Um, I did a video on this about a week or so ago, where <laughs> it's a joke how they come up with some of these stats. It literally said 50-50, 50% of the people prefer vaccine passports and are okay with it, 50% are not. You know how many people they actually polled? 863 people, I think it was. How is 863 people representative of 330 million people? And I'm no Trump guy, but I guarantee you, probably a majority of Republicans would say, we don't want vaccine passports. You know, I work with strictly boomer cons, essentially, and these guys don't want it. A lot of them are vaccinated, but they agree. Like, that should be your choice. And I think any decent person would agree, that's your choice. You know, it should be your choice whether or not to get vaccinated. And people who have natural immunity, you know, what's the argument for them going to get vaccinated? As far as I can tell, by all the scientists came out, I don't think there is. There isn't uh, There isn't an argument, and that's the problem that they have on their hands right now is mm-hmm. because you actually do have um, some media out, outlets and, and countries and governments saying that natural immunity is a real thing. And so that, that's very hard to combat because of the age of social media, which we get to our, we we get we get the opportunity to put push the the truth out there, uh, mm-hmm. which is crucial because anybody I'm sure <laughs> no one that's watching this show right now or mine for that matter is paying attention to anything that mainstream media is, is talking about, and we should stop calling it mainstream media. It's corporate media. It's not mm-hmm. mainstream. The corporate mainstream press. In the corporate press. That's exactly right. Mainstream media at this point right now in 2021 is right here what we're doing. This is mainstream media. And, and it, it's going to play gangbusters in the fact, well, I guess it already has, really. You're seeing the, uh, what big tech is trying to do to silence those of us that want to actually spread the tr- truth and, and that are using the platform. And there's a vast majority. There are people on the left that are being censored. Uh, most uh, libertarians have been censored for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the liberty movement's been censored for a long time. Conservatives are getting a, a, a massive dose of censorship, and so you're you're seeing fight back right now, mm-hmm. and that's what we have to continue to do we, uh, peacefully and nonviolently. We have to kick back against the authoritarianism that seems to be just absolutely cascading towards us on all fronts. 
Absolutely. And I do think a lot of people are waking up to that. And it's hard to ignore when you see all these people get dragged to court and the terms of service, as they say on YouTube and everywhere else, it's so ambiguous. Nothing's ever clear. You know, so what qualifies as vaccine disinformation or misinformation? I'm sorry. You know, what qualifies as these things? And you can't hold the privilege of being a platform if you're going to silence specific voices that go against your opinion you're no longer a platform you now hold the responsibility of a publisher right you know and i hear these libertarians saying all the time oh well you 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 don't um facebook doesn't owe you a platform well when they're taking you know probably millions or billions of dollars of taxpayer money then they're no longer a private company i don't think if you're getting loads of money from the government and you're in bed with the government and they're now censoring content because of the government you're no longer a private platform you are now more so public the terms you know it's it's no longer a private company you know this ain't the mom and pop shop up the road anymore this is you know an app that literally a billion people use a whole seventh of the world's population i don't think that's private <laughs> No, no. And and I'm so glad that you said that because I've been talking about this for a long time. This is not a private company anymore. By no stretch of the imagination, just take one simple basic seventh grade class of economics and and government and understand that Facebook is not a private company. And they, they even say it. They say it. They will admit openly and have on many occasions that they're doing the bidding of the federal government. Mark Zuckerberg himself has said, mm-hmm. even though, even through the fight back of the quote unquote whistleblower, she's not a whistleblower. <laughs> she didn't yeah. say anything that we didn't already know. That's right. And her life is not in danger. That's what a whistleblower is. Anyway, going back to Facebook, not being a, a private company. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's no chance. This is not, a, this is an absolute direct, violation of free speech because they are openly admitting to doing the bidding of the government while at the same time accepting subsidies and millions or more of dollars from government sponsorships political affiliates and the straight up from the government this is not a private company and uh company sorry and we need to stop acting like it is Right, right. It's like almost saying Lockheed Martin is a uh, private company. Meanwhile, you know what? The, you know what the hell are they doing? They're getting all their funding from the government to go kill <laughs> little children in the Middle East. You know, it, yeah, they're a private company. Sure, whatever you want to right. tell yourself. Yeah, it's <laughs> and we can't, you know, keep just saying it's a private company because eventually we're not going to have a place to push our message. Look what happened with um, oh, what the um what the hell is a platform i can't believe it's escaping me right now uh, um, um you're talking about uh was it Ru- no not rumble the, 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 no not rumble rumble's a youtube yeah, yeah you're talking about um the twitter replacement for yeah now you're making me draw the damn blank <laughs> oh yeah they wiped them from the yeah from exactly the servers. Right, um, because there's a bunch of right-wingers on there, which, you know, I have some views that are right-wing. I have some views that are left-wing. I'm a libertarian. That's what it is. Parlor. 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 That's it. Yeah, look, they fucking yeah. wiped Parlor clean. Who cares if there's a bunch clean. of right-wing assholes? It's not like they did anything. 
You know, the yeah. people that put their feet up and farted on Nancy Pelosi's desk, they weren't there <laughs> to do any harm. They were just there hanging out. You know, it's not like they hurt anybody. Okay, one person died, but if I recall correctly, that was from a uh, actually a police officer shooting her. And once again, that's still wrong. But these people weren't there conspiring to overthrow the government. And if they really were, dude, we have like ten times the military as the rest of the world combined. You think they wouldn't be put down in a heartbeat if they were actually a threat? And then, yeah, if it was. Yeah. No, sorry. If it was actually an insurrection. Then yes, that would is that is what would have happened. You would have seen, um, you know, every one of Trump's followers and a lot of people that may not like him is just fed up with the situation. Mm-hmm. They would have stormed the Capitol. Every one of them would have been armed. Matter of fact, they would not have to storm the Capitol because it would be a you mm-hmm. win scenario right from the gate. Yeah. If ten million people decided that they were going to sit outside. 10 million armed people just sit right. outside the Capitol, never make a threat. They wouldn't have to do anything. They just have to, just, they could sit on the ground with their firearms and it's a done situation. Uh, it, it, this was not an insurrection. This is just yeah. a, a, a more political division and, and propaganda that's used to divide us. Mm-hmm. Whether you're pro Trump, pro Biden, or most of us who are anti both it it wouldn't matter because that's the situation that we have thank god for the 2a protect the 2a because we can hold people at bay but what happened on one that's just ridiculous i mean i saw i saw pictures of like aunt freaking jenny walking through like she was lost looking for the cracker barrel gift shop (laughs) this is incredible but they use this as propaganda and the, a lot of the problem is that most of the people that have opposing views or even somewhat centrist slash may, uh, uh, you know, have an appeal to both sides, they look at this and they say, this is nonsense. If they can do this to those people and they're holding them as political prisoners right now, mm-hmm. they can do this to any of us. And that's what's super scary. Well, and this is kind of what I wanted a lot of right wingers to pay attention to. Look. Trump was not ordering an insurrection. He said, hey, we're going to go walk. We're going to go wave high, say, hey, the election was stolen. Then we're all going to go home. And then he even came out later on and said, look, we have to go home. You guys have to stop. It wasn't like Trump was there saying, yeah, burn the fucker down. No, he was just saying, let's go. We're going to walk up. We're going to say this is how we feel. And that's it. You know, and there are a couple rowdy assholes that wanted to once again go take a selfie on Nancy Pelosi's desk and, you know, beat their chest in the fucking Oval Office. Okay, whatever. Um, Now, like you were saying earlier with 9-11 and the Patriot Act, look what they're doing now. Let's get vaccine passports and they're turning the war on terror inwards and saying, look, all you guys who supported this guy, you know, this this you guys are now in our crosshairs. We're looking at you as terrorists. Um, and just to touch on one more thing, and I'll throw it back to you, but those people that you mentioned that are in solitary confinement right now, Trump has not said a word about them. He doesn't care. That nope. should be a, a, an awakening to you. And, you know, I'll leave out what he did all this last year. He went all in on socialism, and we could talk about that. But right now, these people are in solitary confinement for simply walking into the White House, Right. Yep. That was built with tax dollars. Right. 
and we fund the government for these people walking on government property they're now in solitary confinement and the people who kill children and drone them and watch these people bleed out and die they're walking free that that's that's something that i just want everybody watching this and everybody who supports the government any kind of way left or right think about that that's right yeah so what we've essentially done here and it's probably been going on for a lot longer than we know but we've turned our judicial system into a banana republic because now we can just create political prisoners out of anybody that we deem um in an ideological enemy mm-hmm. right which is which is this is not how our system has been built but it has been constructed this way from the left and the right for a very long time mm-hmm. we're starting to see the results of that going on right now and in the idea that huh, here's another great example of what you're talking about right now we can drone strike a, a, a you know 10 people in, in, or the vast majority of those 10 people were even children mm-hmm. and they were all innocent and nobody gets investigated. Right. But you have uh, border patrol who we could go into border. patrol. That's an insane situation of how much power and control a singular border patrol agent has. It's unbelievable and completely tyrannical, but the pictures and the optics look bad of what was happening with uh, Border Patrol on horses. They they didn't even actually do anything wrong this time. They do a lot wrong yeah, all I've the heard, time. Yeah. But this time, they didn't do anything wrong. But we're going to investigate those guys, but we can drone strike kids without repercussion. Yeah, I mean, we have absolutely two different justice systems. It's a banana republic at this point, and everyone should be... Um, on alert i say it like that <laughs> yeah. yeah well you know what and i was thinking about this a lot today because you see so many people talking about inflation reasonably so and my big problem with everybody talking about inflation now is that they're failing to recognize that this has been a problem you can't get 20 years of doubling the debt okay so right. we start off at five trillion back in 2000 and then george bush doubles it to 10 trillion then obama doubles it to 20 trillion then trump in four years spent more than all you know almost as much as obama did in eight right yeah. and then now tom biden's watching biden is not making the problem any better right I mean, just to establish that, Trump spent $8 trillion in four years. We, we do not get this money for free. Trump sent out more stimulus checks than any other president in the history of the United States. Like you said, a banana republic. We're printing money like it's going out of style. 40% of all U.S. dollars were printed within the last year. And you really expected that just to pass on by and nothing to happen? No, there are consequences for doing this. Yeah, major consequences, and we're seeing those consequences unfold. Um, I guess back during the Obama, uh, uh, I think it was the Obama, Obama administration, where we began to start to just neglect any of the debt and not actually have any sort of um, not a debt ceiling. We always yeah. kind of had that. <laughs> but, but it's a joke. To dis- yeah, we, we we're really, exactly, it's a joke. <laughs> What we really started to do is just let everyone, or not we, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that, the government say, 
uh, we're not going to worry about balancing the budget anymore. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as that was unfolded, like, look, you can go back to even Bill Clinton, who was a Democrat, who had the help of uh, Newt Gingrich as a Republican. They did a really good job of balancing the budget and getting us back to kind of almost square under that administration. But as soon as you started to hear, uh, you know, we're just going to stop. I guess you didn't even really hear it. They just stopped doing it. There was no balancing the budget anymore. At that point right there, that's when they disregarded, uh, basically embraced monetary, modern monetary theory mm-hmm. and decided that, that you know, none of this matters. Inflation, yeah. basically, we're not going to worry about that. Yeah. We're just going to print money and, and we're going to do the government thing. And then that was escalated from the Obama administration, escalated big time during the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. And then now you have Biden just... Um, basically throwing gas on the fire oh yeah beyond a shadow of a doubt and the problem is no one really understands economics all that well including including some right-wingers because you know we had to push interest rates real low after 9-11 because guess what well we need to fund a war so you know we already have five trillion debt so we might as well just push interest rates low so we can borrow money super cheap oh well guess what housing market bubble pops up right that pops and then what do we do Push interest rates even lower. Um, the last time we had someone that had the balls to raise interest rates, that was Paul Volger, right? Under, I think it was uh, right. Nixon. Um, and, uh, you know, they raised interest rates to, what was it, like 10 or 20%. Well, we can't even afford 1% right now with all this debt. And, you know, now they're joking about the uh, defaulting on the debt, which we know they're going to raise a debt ceiling. Republicans act like they're not going to vote for it, like they're not going to cave. But yes, you guys, you, you, yeah, you guys are pantsless now because guess what? <laughs> Under Trump, you raise it every single time. You cut taxes and increase spending, which I'm all for tax cuts. But you have to cut spending because once again, what is that? That's inflationary. You go to the Fed, they monetize the debt, and then you fucking just spend, run, you know, run up debt amok. And once again, there are consequences for this, and this is what nobody wants to accept. And now everyone says, oh, buy inflation. Yeah, it's bad, but, you know, this has been a problem for years and years and years. Interest rates have been too low. We need higher interest rates to encourage saving. We need to encourage saving so that way we can invest in capital equipment and plants and manufacturing so that way we can reduce this trade deficit that we have and start making trade surpluses where we sell the world stuff and not just send people paper and we get stuff because once the rest of the world gets wise of the ponzi scheme that we're running right now guess what (laughs) it's game over and it's going to be a long way back it's going to be very very painful but once again nobody wants to you know accept that we just want to kick the can down the road and say oh well you know what that's we'll deal with that in the future times are good now so we can keep interest rates low we can afford this well <laughs> you can afford it till you can't <laughs> yeah, yeah well we can't now and that's the entire issue i think is uh complacency number one mm-hmm. on the american populace number two is going to be um inept economic practices mm-hmm. from our government but that's going to be rooted back to every problem that we have is rooted in complacency on the American populace. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact. This is us not understanding what basic economics are, what basic uh, spending happens, what, what happens with spending, uh, just basic economic culture 
in, in lessons as a whole. It is all rooted in American complacency and our just laziness on saying, okay, yeah, 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 take right. care of it and believing government at their word. Like, this isn't going to hurt right now. We'll deal with it later. We've been mm-hmm. hearing that for so long. And right. now, like, I'll highlight this on my show tomorrow. We, our grocery stores now are even more empty than I first started reporting on it. And this isn't going to get better because the inflation is now full, full force, uh, mostly due to I, w- with with recent actions are going to be handing out free money, quote unquote, free money from the what two or three stimulus packages. Or I know two under Trump and I think one under Biden. Yeah. Um, and we're just dishing out free money while at the same time we are encouraging people not to work. So they're not putting the money back and they're not, I mean, it's crazy. What we need is for, um, I guess I'm going to say this, what we need, right? Like, I don't really know what we need, but I feel like what we need is, is exactly what you just said. We need to save our money and stop spending it on useless items. But we also need to invest in simple produce, in simple things that you will need to survive without having to go buy more of it from the grocery store. Beans and rice, uh, non-perishable goods, canned goods, supplies. Uh, Right now, my wife just went to Dollar General and there were basically no medical supplies. So if you can pick up certain medical supplies here and there, Supply yourself with that. But this is, I'll say this. When you're walking through your grocery stores and your Dollar Generals and and your Walmarts and you're seeing empty shelves, this is something that's never been seen before in our country. While, be it decades of monetary abuse, yes, but action has to be taken immediately. And I think that that the number one reason that led us here, which I said already was complacency, will be the number one reason that we drive the final nail into the coffin of our economy if we don't take a stand and make action now. And that's complacency and acceptance. Right. Right. And I've said this for a while now, eventually people will need to stand up and say, look, we're not going to tolerate the lesser of two evils because that's all you hear. You know, I voted libertarian for the last two elections and I'll probably keep voting libertarian, but people need to stand up and say, look, we're not going to tolerate, you know, these half-baked politicians that promise one thing and give us another. We need to have actual liberty. We need to have a viable economy. Um, you know, if you're going to say that you're going to make America great again, you actually do it, you know, it, and making America great again isn't, you know, spending like crazy in a trade war with China that we will lose. And China, they're, they're a bigger Ponzi scheme than us. You know, you hear all these people talking about, you know, China's going to take over the world. Look, dude, that their stuff looks nice. But guess what? There's still people like I think it's about 30 percent of their people still get their crops and stuff by hand. They spend 250% of what they take in in taxes. Like, dude, that's a whole house of cards. 
they're worse than the U.S. Right now, we're at like 130%. And, you know, they keep saying inflation's transitory. Well, you know what? For once, I actually agree with the government. It is transitory, but it's transitory to higher inflation. <laughs> That's the only way it's transitory. <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing there. Um, yeah, you're good. That's a valid point. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It is. <laughs> I've never heard it put that way before. And so I was <laughs> laughing very hard because, uh, yeah, I guess in that aspect, in that uh, mental structure and concept, mm. yeah, sure. Com- it, the inflation is transitory. <laughs> but unfortunately, our shelves and our pocketbooks are, are absolutely reflecting that this is not transitory mm-hmm. if we want to be if we want to transition into a better economy oh absolutely if we don't want to transition into a better economy then sure yes it's, it's transitory inflation and then the gaslighting and the fact that they have to shift the goalpost so mm-hmm. much that that's a problem because it doesn't matter if it's the chinese or the japanese or the americans when you have somebody like jim pisaki and um, Janet Yellen, the Secretary of Treasury, I think, and um, yeah. just other folks saying that they, they literally shifted gears from inflation is not going to happen. It's only transitory inflation. And now inflation is good. Like we've <laughs> literally heard this path mm-hmm. the entire time. And, and people still believe it. That's what's so frightening to me. It's not actually what the government is doing. It's while they're doing it in spreading absolute nonsensical bullshit and propaganda and garbage, they just changed the narrative and mm-hmm. goalposts and people believe it. That's the problem is that people believe it. It's not what they're saying and what they're doing is that there's a vast majority of Americans that believe what they're saying is true, which you cannot pull this Ponzi scheme off without the factor of division being involved. And that's a fact. So they need to have us pinned against each other. Mm -hmm. And the way they do that is via propaganda. And that's what that is. There won't be inflation. Okay, there's inflation, but it's only uh, transitory inflation now it's inflation is good and they keep winning it just blows my mind yeah well you know what they've said for years and years and years well our goal is two percent inflation a year because their theory is and i'm sure most libertarians probably just about everybody watching this show is probably more of the austrian mindset yeah the austrian economics class and um uh (laughs) well why is two percent inflation good so if two is good but three is bad then why isn't one better and why can we not have falling prices i've never heard once in my life somebody go to the gas pump and say ah well damn it gas is a little cheaper today nobody says that (laughs) so why is inflation good they should have told us yeah inflation is good you know oh higher wages yeah well if your wages are increasing by two percent a year and inflation is five percent a year well now you're losing money and once again no wonder they had to send out all these stimulus checks because interest rates being so low you're not encouraged to save the inflation erodes away the value of your savings if you don't have enough money 
So why would you save? Get rid of it. Burn your dollars. <laughs> but, but but here's the trick, right? Uh, and I'm a I'm not really shifting gears here, but give me a second. Yeah, no, you're good. You're here's good. the trick. Uh, the trick is that we've indoctrinated our children with information that is absolutely useless. Yep. Government socialist camps have been doing this for decades now, and so what we're doing by indoctrinating our children with government information, and I'm talking about this specifically, is that nobody really understands how the economy works anymore. Mm -hmm. Unless you deep dive off into it, I know I, I don't understand it at all. I get the concept of inflation and how it's bad, but the fact is that most people don't even, they can't even scratch the surface of what, economic basics actually means and that is from school indoctrination mm -hmm. it's more important for you to learn algebra than how simple business works but no it's not you don't need algebra mm -hmm. you need to learn how to run a small business mm -hmm. now if you need algebra you can get that in college courses i'm not saying algebra is bad don't get me wrong I'm just using that as a as an example, but the fact is that the vast majority of Americans that are moving into the workforce and are in the workforce now, they don't understand the economy. Mm -hmm. They don't. Why? Because we're not taught. Right, and you know, obviously, I'm sure you're in favor of it as well. But you know, abolish public schools, dude. We're far Absolutely. out from there. We're, we're far away from there now. But you know, nothing breeds greatness like competition. You know, we all know that. Yep. It's not like this is a secret to anybody. You know, if you have competing schools, then of course one's going to be better than the other. And who's to say that all children need to be taught at the same kind of level, anyways? You know, I liked working with my hands. I did way better when I was in Votech school and focused on working versus going to school and trying to fill out a uh, English test or what have you. You know, fuck, I failed math like five years in a row. <laughs> I suck at that. But, you know, you, you give me a wrench and a hammer and, you know, I can figure something out. I might break something along the way, but I'm not failing. At least, you know, depend on your terms, but, you know. Right. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that the guy... Uh instead of saying the government let's say it like mm -hmm. this uh, uh people that hold positions of power are not going to educate people to take their place mm -hmm. and that, that that's that's basic history right there then the it, the government is not going to in uh introduce the the education that we need Mm -hmm. as regular citizens to take their place right you're not going to do that that's the entire goal of public education yes abolish abolish public education do it now if you can homeschool your kids don't send them to these oh my god sorry yeah i get really fired up when it comes to uh when it comes to in our kids in education because it, you can literally track you can literally track the descent and just absolute destruction of what's coming in the United States with the education system that is the United States. It's right there. 
You can see where people aren't being taught economics. You can see where people aren't being taught how valuable and useful the Constitution and the Bill of Rights really is. That That's massive. Right. Uh, and you can teach them to memorize the Bill of Rights, but they're not teaching them to understand it. Mm-hmm. And that's a massive failure in our school system. I encourage everyone, if you can, please pull your kids out of public school because I solely believe that the reason that we're in this position today is because of 75 years of public education. Right. And I think we all know the public schools just do a terrible job of teaching our kids. Like I was saying earlier, it's, um, you know, who's to say each kid should be taught at the same level. Um, I know you have uh, how many kids? Three. Three. That's awesome, dude. Um, For me, I truly do believe family is the most important collective upon all of us because that is the one that you can affect. And that is the most important one. I can't stress that enough to focus on because in order for people to understand these values that were inscribed in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, um, you need to have that strong family because, you know, only then can you tolerate the responsibility that is freedom. And that's what a lot of people don't understand as well is that with freedom does come responsibility there, you know, they're, they're directly linked. You know, because freedom is responsibility for yourself, your actions and accountability. So, you know, and strong fathers and strong mothers instill those values into children. And once again, that's how we get to a more prosperous societies through very, very strong families. So that's that's so important to me. And every guest that I have on, if they're a father, you know, that's uh, just always something I kind of want to drive home and, you know, have a, a little piece of the conversation go to that, because I think that is, like I said, just the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. Big facts, because there, there is a reason, make no mistake. There is a reason that the Marxist platform says they want to destroy the nuclear family. Exactly. Yes. That is the reason, because if you can destroy the nuclear family, which is bred so much success, not just within the economic health of uh, the the system of economic health, but also the the health of a population, the health of the individual, the health of the children, nuclear family, not to disregard all other scenarios of, of family. I'm saying what that's why that is like the lead on the Marxist theory. Right. is to destroy the nuclear family mm-hmm. is because regardless of all other family styles, the nuclear family is what breeds the best results for helping all mm-hmm. other styles out. And they're mm-hmm. trying to destroy it. And we see that and we know the end result. We've seen the fall of empires come mm-hmm. about for this reason, that reason, or whatever reason. But most importantly, the, the fall of said empires is going to come first at destroying the idea of a nuclear family, a, a, a unit, a, a monogamous relationship with children. That that's that's a very real thing. Right, right. Uh, so, kind of tap back on schools. Uh, a friend of mine shared this today. <laughs> it was a tweet. Says, "Okay, how about this? No more billionaires. None. After you reach nine hundred ninety-nine million. 
Um, every red cent goes to schools and healthcare. You get a trophy that says I won capitalism and we name a dog park after you. <laughs> like this stuff is a joke. People share this stuff and think this is a legit thing. Like you have no idea. Capitalism brings about the most successful and prosperous economies. The smaller the government is, generally the more successful the people are. I don't have a problem with people billion people being billionaires so long as they did it without government subsidies or stealing the money off of people, right? And there are a lot of millionaires who just pave their way through straight, you know, straight up hard work and busting their ass off, getting up at 4 a.m. to answer the phone and, you know, shipping out orders all day and, you know, working 20 hour days. That's what makes America great is business owners and people willing to work their ass off capitalism but you want to say people are bad because they're making money like this is just jealousy it's not anything tangible you're just pissed off because someone made more money than you people love to knock amazon but guess what you'll still sign up for amazon prime for two days shipping to get your little lollipops or whatever you're gonna order off amazon you know so and if you really do have a problem with amazon make something better because you know what i've never heard anyone bitch and say that amazon sucks at delivering packages you know what they're pretty damn good at it so as far as i'm concerned jeff bezos can take a couple of my bucks now is he getting some government subsidies yeah probably he shouldn't be getting those but regardless he without that you're gonna tell me that dude ain't gonna be rich anyways <laughs> no he, he, he'll be rich anyways and i think you nailed it uh it, it's just jealousy that's why you have people like aoc running around in thirty-five thousand dollar dresses or two i'm sorry i think it was like a two thousand dollar dress still tax, tax the rich. I, it, it, yeah tax the rich if I bought my wife a dress right now uh, for $2,000, we would be homeless. Mm -hmm. So stop. This is ridiculous what we're believing in going off of. Uh, it, these people don't want to tax the rich. Actually, the 1% pay, like, I don't know, about 70% of all the taxes in America. And so we, we should not be penalizing businesses now. We shouldn't be giving them advantages, especially major corporations, in the first place. Now we can we can we can go all the way back to taxation is theft, and we can have that conversation yeah. all the way through. We don't have time for that, but in the reality of the world we live in right now, ta hashtag tax the rich, kick <laughs> rocks. They already pay the vast majority of taxes, and you're just jealous. That's and it's all political theater that's why aoc whatever her name is uh walks into a thirty-five thousand dollar ticket event gala with a two plus thousand dollar dress on saying tax the rich from somebody mm. who's evading taxes so right. spare me your virtue signaling this is garbage and trash it, it, again it all is just for me personally this is just me speaking it all is rooted in complacency, laziness, and unwilling to actually learn how the system works in public education. Right, right. I was just Googling some stuff. I was listening to what you're saying. But yeah, the top 1% pays 40% of all taxes. And I, I was talking nice. about this. I posted a status recently. Um, 
I'll see if I can find the article to it and post it in the show notes. But uh, I believe it's people who make over 80 grand a year, which is by no stretch of the imagination rich. 80 grand a year is a good income, but um, everyone who makes over 80 grand a year and up pays 70% of all taxes. And then once again, the top 1% pays 40% of all those taxes. So you could say tax the rich, but you know, you can only tax them so much before they say, I'm going somewhere else. Quit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're going to stop turning so much money. And once again, what makes our society great is the stuff that the rich provide us. What do the rich give us? Jobs. They give Jobs. us the stuff that we want to buy. Like just walk through this one step at a time. It's not hard. And you'll find out, huh, we kind of need those rich people. Yeah, and, and that's the problem with this whole ideology of tax the rich. It's it's the idea that this has been unfairly put in place. That being said, yes, do people with money, rich people, get better advantages than we do? Mm-hmm. Yes. But the fact of it is, is that capitalism has by far provided the best monetary and financial uh, growth for any individual and for an entire economy. Some of it's not going to be great. Some of the capitalism is going to be a little bit yucky and evil and, and nonsense and unfair. But by and large, it's the best system that we have. Absolutely. And if you look at um, some of the world poverty numbers, you know, I mean, they dropped off drastically. And, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, how, how do we do this? Because we have a capitalist economy, you know, in sub-Saharan Africa, because they're becoming more and more capitalist. I think it's over close to about a quarter million people get hooked to the power grid every week. I mean, these people are now starting to thrive. So it is capitalism that brings about this environment and where we can thrive. That's why America was so successful for so long is because we had net trade exports. We were, you know, trade surpluses. I'm sorry. We were selling stuff to the rest of the world that they could use. And that made everybody better off. Now we're starting to do the thing that other countries do when they run themselves into the ground, which is sad because with, you have to imagine if we had all the workforce and the same government that we had a hundred years ago today with all the technology that we have today, could you imagine how prosperous the world could be if we had an actual free market in 2021 where the government doesn't mess with it and people can just invest and do what they want? I, I mean, it's unfathomable. Uh, yeah, well, unfathomable, unfathomable is the perfect adjective because if we were to actually have done that and we have would have started that basically at the beginning of the constitution, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, let's just, let, let's nail down a starting point. Let's say in the 1900s, as soon as, as soon as we saw the economic boom and success that our system created and the government would have stayed out the way, then we would see exactly what you're talking about. But the unfortunate part of it is the moment they saw where this was headed, they got involved for their own power. 
Right, because it's easier to push a political, a politically expedient narrative to get votes than it is to let people have their freedom and let the market <laughs> work, you know? And, and yep. you know, we have the Federal Reserve, and then now you can say, hey, I'll give you something for nothing, but, you know, uh, you just vote for me and we'll work this out. And then, you know, you get 50 years, well, now 100 years of voting for the lesser of two evils and a printing press. And next thing you know, we're a banana republic, you know, the once greatest country in the world that supplied goods for everywhere. You know, all we had to do was just mind our own business, you know, trade with people, talk to people, not bomb the living shit out of everybody, kind of mind our own business, keep our nose to the grindstone. We'd be, it, it's... Like I said earlier, it's unfathomable where we would be, you know, yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. sad that we're not there today and we have every reason to be there, if not for government. If not for government, had they stayed out of the way the entire time, dot, 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 then mm-hmm. unfathomable is where you land at. But the fact is, is that governments seize power period and they're gonna um uh, capitalize on the messaging mm-hmm. and you can track it back all the way i don't know how long it, it, they're always gonna pitch it to you under the guise of safety that's where we're at it's always been this way the history of the world has told us this it, and that's as soon as a, a people become too powerful within their own country, all of a sudden we need to protect X with government control. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at. And I'm not sure how we get out of this, to be honest with you. Oh man, I truly do believe there is a strong thirst for liberty. Um, you look that's at right. the 2008, 2012 Ron Paul campaigns, you couldn't, you know, it's crazy to think that you had rooms full screaming and the fed and i think that's what we need again and i think your message hopefully my message when it gets a little bit bigger (laughs) kind of pushes people in that direction and makes people realize what we got going on here so we've been shooting the shit for probably close to an hour now um go ahead plug your stuff away brother and uh we'll get on out of here that's awesome man thank you yeah um so uh... I, I made a video yesterday, a very random video, uh, or not video, I'm sorry. I went live yesterday with, with very, uh, what happened was Friday night, my, um, I went to go on Muddy Waters Media. Nice. Yeah. Check out Muddy Waters Media. Check out the anchor.fm. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. Hit the notifications bell so that when we go live, your phone explodes. And then you can catch out way, way better uh, political analysis from Spike Cohen and Matt Wright than mm-hmm. I can provide you. I provide more of an inspirational type uh, in common sense scenario. Spike and Matt give you in depth on what's going on. Uh, we, we have many people, well, we don't have very many people, but Muddy Waters Media, Anchor.fm. Sorry, that plug was going to be way too long there. If I can, oh, you're good, man. You're good. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Float, Float. Just contact, or I, I reached out to them today, and I'm probably going to be advertising on theirs as well. Uh, check out everywhere that Muddy Waters Media has to offer. 
And then if you're looking for Cajun Libertarian content, you've always got my page, which I don't know how much longer that's going to be up because they just hate me. They hate me. I mean, 25,000 followers in, in I think eight to nine months now, they, they don't like that at all, mm-hmm. especially with the message that you and I are trying to spread. That's what they really hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't hate the, uh, I probably, probably would not being harassed if, um, if I was spreading a different message, but this is what I'm going to do. So follow me on YouTube, follow me on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and go visit my website, CajunLibertarian.com. I have merchandise there. Subscribe there. And soon, it looks like because of the harassment from big tech, all of my content will be on CajunLibertarian.com. If not, it may be on the YouTube channel, Cajun Libertarian. You can literally Google me. I'm the only Cajun Libertarian on the planet. So please check me out and go follow me and subscribe to every single place because I put out a lot of people and I I give out a lot of voices from all different aspects so that we can try to tackle this thing one county at a time. This is not going to work top down. It's not supposed to work top down. That was the entire point. It's supposed to work bottom up. And we have the momentum. We have the power. As Spike says, you are the power. We are the power. We have the momentum. Our party and our movement has grown like 500% in a couple of years. So go check out all of my socials. Go do everything on Muddy Waters Media, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere you can get your podcast. And that's as, about as long as a plug as I'm ever going to give. Ah, oh, man, you're good. You're good. <laughs> that's uh, that's awesome. And that is a, a great note to end it on. Like you said, you are the power. So uh, it's in liberty and health, everybody. Kyle, liberty and health. Signing off. <laughs>